In today's lesson from St. Matthew, we find a different sort of Messiah than what people were expecting. In fact, Jesus' ministry is so ambiguous, so ambiguous, that it causes a jail, John the Baptist, to ask through some messengers, are you the one who is to come? Or are we wait are we to wait for another? You know, I wonder if John's followers were able to sneak into prison and make sure he got some locusts and honey. Ah, locusts and honey. So good, so delicious, so good. But actually, in typical rabbinic fashion, right, Jesus does not exactly give an answer to this question. He doesn't just say, well, of course I am. Well, of course I am. That is a theological joke, folks. Of course I am. Okay, for those of you who don't get it, just talk to the two people who snicker. But Jesus doesn't exactly say, well, yes, John, of course I'm the Messiah. Or he doesn't say, well, go tell John what people are saying on Twitter. Because everyone is tweeting that I am the one to come. No. Jesus doesn't say yes. He doesn't say no. Instead, what he does is he points John, John being a good student of the Bible and of the passage that we heard from the prophets, knowing about the Messiah, he points John to the evidence. And he has the messengers bring this evidence back to John. Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. These are the signs of the Messiah. These are the signs of the kingdom. And so I have some questions for you about these signs. Are you ready for the questions? During Jesus' earthly ministry, did the blind receive their sight? Yes. Uh, did the lame walk? Yes. The lepers, were they cleansed? Yes. Uh, did the deaf hear? Yes. What? Yes. Oh, oh, yes. yes. Uh, the dead, were some dead raised? Yes. Did the poor have good news brought to them? Yes, absolutely. These are the signs of the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. And the Reverend Dr. Arlen Huntgren, who's a New Testament scholar, he has this to say about Matthew 11. These words speak of the Messiah in a striking way. Jesus did not come to gain earthly power. He came among the people to serve. Including those at the margins of society. Hmm. What does that quotation have to do with us? This Matthew 11. What does this have to do with us, with me, with you? Hmm. Well, yesterday, several of us were able to witness the ordination of several new deacons. And did you know that the deacon is to is a living symbol, a sign of Christ the servant. So every time you see that diagonal stole, every time you even meet or talk to a deacon, you should immediately be thinking, how am I serving? How am I serving? What am I doing? 
Because the deacon, by his or her life, is to be a living reminder of your, your servant call. Your call to service as a baptized minister of the gospel. Hmm, what does this talk about deacons and diagonal souls? What does this Matthew 11 passage have to do with us? What does it have to do with me? What does it have to do with you? Hmm. I see some hands, but before we get to that, before we answer that question, keep thinking, keep thinking about it. But first, a joke. And this joke, I'm just telling you, is in very, very poor taste. I'm warning you, it's in really poor taste. So a beggar goes up to this well-dressed woman who has been shopping at a fashionable outlet mall. So she's clicking along in her heels. And the beggar comes up to her and says, I haven't eaten in four days. What? And the woman says, wow, I wish I had your willpower. (laughs) I told you it was in poor taste. Poor taste. you got to think about that a little bit. So again, what are these signs of the kingdom from Matthew 11? What do they have to do with us? What do they have to do with me? What do they have to do with you? Final question before we answer that. Are these signs of the kingdom? The blind receiving their sight. The poor having good news. Are these signs of the Messiah? Yes. We see it in the Old Testament and then Jesus lives that out. Should these be signs of the Messiah's people? Yes! They should be signs of Christ's people, of Jesus' disciples. Whether we're talking about first century disciples or 21st century disciples. So it talks about these signs. These kingdom signs are both literal and figurative. Touching upon the physical needs of every human being as well as their emotional, social, and spiritual needs. Love transforms lives. Holistically. Holistically. Love transforms lives holistically. And so these signs of the kingdom should propel some of you to go out into the public square so that social lovers are cleansed of discrimination. And so that the poor have good news brought to them in the form of helping hands and just laws. Can you imagine yourself doing that? This can be kingdom work. This can be a way of serving at St. John's and beyond. These signs of the kingdom should propel some of you to help the blind to see. Those blinded by their prejudice. Blinded by their lack of confidence. Blinded by their guilt. And you should help the blind to see through your patient, example, and conversation. Can you imagine yourself doing that? This can be a form of kingdom work. This can be a way of serving at St. John's and beyond. These signs of the kingdom should propel some of you to pray regularly and intensely for the dead to be raised. In communities, families, and individuals where faith, hope, and love have died. Pray for the dead to be raised. Can can you imagine yourself doing that? This can be kingdom work. This can be a way of serving at St. John's and beyond. 
And now, for those of you who are looking down, this big spiritual homework question. Are you ready? This is the big spiritual homework question. And I literally mean it's homework. It's not just a figure of speech. It's not rhetoric. You should think about this this afternoon or this week. Here it is. What are the most fitting and faithful ways for you to participate in the signs of the kingdom? What are the most faithful and fitting ways for you to participate in the signs of the kingdom? As an individual, as a couple, as a family, as a church family. Now some of these signs of the kingdom, you will choose. You will say, oh, I'm interested in that ministry, that cause, I'm going to get involved. But some of these will choose you. You'll feel like, I have no choice because of what's happened to me or what I've seen in somebody else's life. I have to get involved. How many of you experience this? The mystery of being chosen and choosing. With causes, with things you're interested in, things you're passionate about. Excellent. Outstanding. But all of us are called to practice the third mark of discipleship in our congregational rule of life. Which is, serve at St. John's and beyond. Serve at St. John's and beyond. Serve at St. John's and beyond. Let's say that together. Serve at St. John's and beyond. Tell the person next to you. Serve at St. John's and beyond. Now, we are starting a new Christian year with Advent. And we are wrapping up the year 2019. So what I want you to do is I want you to imagine. Imagine. Serving at St. John's and beyond over the next 12 months. Could be in little ways here, could be in big ways out there, could be in big ways here, little ways out there. But anyway, however you do it, I want you to imagine over the next 12 months, serving at St. John's and beyond. I want you to imagine the challenge, the positive challenge that might bring to your life, the growth that will take place through that service. But most of all, I want you to imagine the knowledge you'll have that you'll have made a difference. The knowledge that at least one other human being will be glad that you are alive. At least one. Because of the difference you have made in their life. Can you imagine that? Would you like to look back 12 months from now and have that happen? If so, say amen. amen. Our life together as a spiritual family supports and strengthens our lives of service apart. Someone writing on the diaconate tells us this. Fittingly, the deacon, the sign of the servanthood of Jesus, dismisses us at the end of the Mass with, Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. So love and serve the Lord beyond those red doors. Beyond those red doors. And then each week come back through those red doors to this altar. To confess. To be refreshed. To jump in the river of repentance. And to be renewed. And then sent out again to serve. That, folks, is the pattern of the discipleship life. You come to the altar and you worship, you're renewed, you're reformed, you're challenged, and then you are sent out to serve. And then you come back, week after week, month after month, year after year, in seasons of on the mountain and off the mountain.
Speaking of which, little disclaimer here. If you are currently, your life is off the mountain, and you're going through a difficult time, it may be wise to focus less on serving and more on healing. More on addressing what needs to be addressed, on what's broken, just being. Now, it's true that sometimes when you're going through a hard time, serving others can help. It's true. So, be wise about that. Be wise when you find yourself in those off-the-mountain times or those stressful times. And talk to the people in your life about how you're going to do that. Less serving, more healing. Okay. Disclaimer was made. This Advent, be on the lookout, be watching for the signs of the kingdom. These signs we hear about in Matthew 11. Look all around you in your daily life. Not here in the church, but in your daily life out there. Look for the signs of the kingdom. And join in. Participate in what God's already doing. Let those signs propel you to love and serve beyond the red doors. Let those signs change you. Even as God will use you to change the lives of others. So, serve at St. John's and beyond. Amen.